0: Would you pray with me? Bow your heads this morning. Father God, we praise you for the anointing in this room today. You want us to know you. You want us to learn something. You want us to give more of our hearts to you. Just when we thought we've given you everything, you search out a place in our soul and say, I want that too. God, would you do that today and teach us to walk in the power and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Today is the Feast of Pentecost, the celebration of Pentecost. We are labeled uh, in the church world as Pentecostals because we believe in the power of Pentecost. Amen? And the power of Pentecost was given to the church to reside until Christ returns. All his gifts, all his anointings, all his offices belong in the church. They didn't disappear. They didn't fade away. They are not done yet. God's got the greatest show yet to happen of his display of splendor through his people in these last days. How many of you believe that? Amen. We're in a study on obedience, and I don't know about you, but when we began this series, all of a sudden, it seems like everybody on the radio and on the TV is copying us. (laughs) If you've noticed, uh, uh, there are a lot of preachers talking about obedience, and that's what the Holy Spirit's wanting His church to become. We've been sharing, Pastor Ron and myself, this message on obedience. And now what we want to do is help you begin to understand how obedience, had, what its implications are in the spirit realm. In the spirit realm. And no, it's no more fitting a day than on the day of Pentecost we celebrate and we begin to understand how the power of obedience can release the anointing of God. Amen? obedience is very important we've been studying obedience and we look about what we should do what we shouldn't do and being good and bad and this and that but what you have to realize is now the implication of what God wants to do with us through obedience in the spirit and so this morning a very simple message the spiritual implications of obedience and so my text for Pentecost Sunday is found in Luke 24 49 Jesus said this I am sending the promise of the Father upon you, but stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. All right? So they had to go to the city. Does anybody know which particular city? Jerusalem, because it's the feast day of the Lord. And three times a year, the Hebrew men were supposed to go to Jerusalem For the feasts of the Lord. He's saying, I need you, disciples, you, my followers, you tarry, you wait for me in Jerusalem, and the power of God is going to come upon you. It's the promise that was given to Abraham. Jesus is the promised seed, and now the promise that's coming into our lives, they didn't even comprehend the the width and breadth of what this is. It is God living in us. And the Spirit of God filling us and baptizing us. Now Jesus said, go get ready for it. And so they need to be obedient, don't you think? Okay, thank you. Acts chapter 1, 4. Luke repeats this statement but extrapolates a little more, and he says this in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. While staying with them, that's Jesus he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem now that's a little stronger language isn't it he's not suggesting to them to stay in Jerusalem now remember this is the resurrected Jesus Christ right he can walk through walls he can walk well he he can walk on water before him. now he can do even more that's awesome This is the resurrected Lord spent 40 days with them after the resurrection to instruct them, and his last instruction and command is stay here. Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait. Everybody say that word with me. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized, immersed with water the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. He didn't tell them specifically how many days. He said not many. And so what we need to recognize this morning is that obedience will bring God's power to the right place at the right time. We're going to review that. Very simple message, but we've got to get this in the spirit realm you need to move. If you want God's power released in your life, you need to move in obedience in the right place at the right time. All right? So let's break this down this morning. He says this, you need to position yourselves in God. Obedience puts you in the right place. And so you need to hit the mark. Jesus told them, I want you to not leave Jerusalem. So Let's figure this out. Where was the right place to be? Oh, you guys are good. You guys are good. You know, church is a place where God meets with his people. God dwells in you. We already know that. Salvation means that the Holy Spirit takes up residence in you. Now, people always have this discussion. Do I have to go to church? I shouldn't need to go to church. I've got God with me and this and that. God commands us to assemble together so that there he can impart wisdom, edification, exhortation, comfort. He can give us the word. He can strengthen us as a body. We unite together. We grow together. We learn together. You know where the right place to be is? With the people of God. To get strengthened and renewed. We need to be in the right place. Can I tell you, when you stop attending to the assembly of people, that what happens is you begin to drift and wander. Anybody got a testimony like that? When you begin to stay out of the house of God, right? We need that. We need to be in the right place. God wants you in the right place. Hey, could you imagine? Could you imagine if they missed the day of Pentecost? There was 120 in that upper room. Now, I don't know about you, but in Jerusalem, it's kind of hot in the summer and at the time of Pentecost, and it's kind of warm. They didn't have air conditioning. Uh, in fact, they didn't even have windows. Uh, they had openings, but no glass. So, so, so they're in an upper room with 120 people. I don't think it was that big of an upper room. And they're there day after day. They're praying. They're seeking God. Could you imagine if someone said, you know what? I'm just going to go home. Call me when something happens. Why not? Think about it. Where was Thomas when the disciples gathered together for prayer and Jesus showed up after the resurrection? Someone was missing. It was Thomas. Well, I'm not going to go there today. We pray. I don't know why. He just skipped out. Remember, Thomas is the guy that had a little nickname. Right? Right? Then Jesus shows up. How would you like to be the guy that's not there when Jesus shows up? Could you imagine missing Pentecost? You hear this roaring wind. You hear people shouting, excited. They bust out of the doorway into the streets, fire flames over their heads, and they're worshiping God, and you went out for a Coke. How many of us are distracted from what God's asked us to do, to be in the place you need to be? How many of you have served the Lord in the same place that you're supposed to serve Him? It's not happening, nothing's going on, and you think, I need to just take a break. We need to stay where God tells us to stay. This is an army. This is military orders. And according to the military, you always obey your last command. Could have been two years ago but you want to know what you're supposed to do, you follow the last command God gave you. If God told you to stay here, guess where you're going to stay? Here. It's not until he tells you a new order that you move. And so God told them, stay in Jerusalem. Why did he do that? Thomas missed him on the first meeting. How about this? Peter, Jesus rose from the dead. He's with them. They saw him. What does Peter decide to do in Luke? Huh. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, in John 21. John 21, Peter says this, I'm going fishing. So Peter, I I, I think he's restless. He doesn't know what he wants to do. He says, I'm going fishing. And they already, naturally, they see Peter as the head. So Peter says, he's going fishing. And the others with him said, "Uh, we'll go too. Now this is a comedy because it lists who goes with him. With Peter goes Thomas. You want him in a boat with you? (laughs) Who else? Nathaniel. Do you understand that the apostle Nathaniel was a nobleman? He was wealthy. He had, I'm sure, a really nice outfit. And he's going to go in the fishing boat with Peter to go fish. I don't think Nathaniel fished a day in his life. You've got James and John, sons of Zebedee, uh, uh, sons of thunder, but they're getting mellowed. And it says two others that he doesn't even name. Can you imagine these guys are out and it says they're out fishing all night. Could you imagine the scene in that boat? Now Jesus hadn't given them the command to stay in Jerusalem. They're just trying to figure out what to do. There's a resurrected Jesus. We're not sure exactly what to do here. So they go back to what they know what to do. Peter goes back to the familiar. How many of us tend to do that? We always go back to the familiar. Some of you married the familiar. Grow up in an abusive home. Many people who grow up in an abusive home, guess what they marry? An abusive mate. We go to the abusive. We go to the familiar. We go to what we know, what is comfortable. When God gives an order, He needs you positioned. That's why some of you, the Lord just quickens to you, go talk to that person. Get up out of your seat. Go sit with that other person at that table. That's uncomfortable. But is that the place that God is commanding you to go and position yourself? They had to stay there for uh, uh, 120 of them had to stay there. Could have been up to 10 days that they were there. Jesus was with them for 40. He ascended into heaven. And now before the Feast of Pentecost, you've got 10 days 50 days from Passover to the Feast of Pentecost. He's with them for 40. they got 10 days to spare. He says, wait in Jerusalem. So they had up to 10 days in that upper room. And it is essential for them to be there. They need to stay on target. Say that with me. Stay on target. When Jesus tells you something, you obey. You do it. Stay on target. Did you know that sin, the word for sin in the Greek is harmatia? And that word means to miss the mark. Many of us miss the mark in what God's trying to do with us and trying to use us because we're not in position. We're not in the place He tells us to be. We get out of line. I know none of you have ever gotten out of line So thank God for that. But he says, stay in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit's not going to fall over in Antioch at this day. This is a very important time. It needed to be demonstrated in Jerusalem. Why? Because he's demonstrating the promise of Abraham to the house of Abraham, Israel. He needed it to happen in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost because the day of Pentecost is the celebration of Israel receiving the covenant law from God. Isn't that awesome? So they're going to celebrate that God has written the law of Moses, the law a covenant with Israel on the day of Pentecost. And God is saying, it's no longer going to be written on stone. I'm going to write it on your hearts. Transforming you into a living covenant of people. Do you know on the day of The first Pentecost, the the day that celebrates the giving of the law, that Moses received the the law. And when he came down from the mountain, what were the people doing? They were reveling in sin and worshiping false gods. Moses broke them, right? And how many people died that day? 3,000 people. He crushed up that golden calf, put it in the water, made them drink it. And 3,000 people died that day. Guess what happened on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came? It poured out, came into their lives, and how many people got saved? 3,000 came to life that day. You see the significance. They needed to be in Jerusalem. Thomas, stay in the house. Peter, don't go fishing. Stay here. Be where you need to be. Secondly is the timing of God. This is essential. We need to move and to act when God tells us to move and to act. You might not think it's the right time. You might not think it's long enough. James says this, let patience have her perfect work. In other words, maturing, timing. Uh, you don't pick fruit too early, right? You got to pick it right on time. I, I, I hate when I get a, a peach and it's too soon. And it's not juicy. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You bite it and it's too hard, and it's like, doggone it. You can't put it back in the fridge at that point. Or a banana that's just still a little bit too green. Timing's right with bananas. How many of you know what I'm talking about here? Because you wait a little bit too long, they get mushy. And then you get all bruised. And it's like, ugh. You know, we do that with our meat. We cook it just to the right. You want it rare? You want it medium? Aren't we particular on the timing of things? This food's not well done enough. Could you take it back to the chef and recook it? Patient, we want timing just right. But with God, how many of you know as Americans, he better be right on our time? Patience has a perfect or a complete work. There's a fruitful time when God says, go or stay or don't speak or speak. And so the timing of the Lord is essential. Obedience means we need to obey the timing of God. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Don't go ahead of the Holy Spirit. If He tells you to be someplace, be there. But when He tells you to act, that's when you act. And we're becoming a people so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that we're going to move and act according to His timing. In fact, Isaiah said this about being patient and about waiting, about the timing of the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31, you know it, but they that wait upon the Lord, right? What does it mean to wait upon the Lord? You rest in Him. You wait upon Him. When He says go, you go. You wait. Don't jump the gun. Don't step ahead, right? Right? God is doing this. God is working a perfect sequence out. You ever see people, runners at a race? They get in the starting blocks, right? they got to wait till the release. There's a release. There's an anointing. There's a timing in things. Uh, Most of you got saved because of the timing of the Lord. The The Lord had someone speak into your life right at the right time, right in the right place, and you were ready to receive. And so it's the same like that. And so he says, "Those who wait upon the Lord, what shall renew their strength?" Now, Hebrew poetry, he's going to repeat that same thing in another form of language. If you wait upon God, your strength's going to be renewed. If you wait for his timing, you will feel the strength of God. You will do what? He goes on and he says, "You'll mount up as on wings of eagles." Can eagles fly? Have you ever seen an eagle fly? at least on TV, right? They are not like sparrows. They're not like working it. <laughs> Eagles are cool. Eagles go so high, they just they just chill. They move. See, when you're in the timing of God, you've got confidence. How many of you know that? You know the Lord has you in the right place, and now it's the right time, and you're moving in that confidence. And when you feel the strength of God, the anointing of God, that you have the confidence to speak, you know that you're to walk into this situation because God put you there. It's the timing of the Lord. Read it, know it. He goes on. He says you'll mount up his wings as eagles, and then he repeats the concept again to renew your strength. He says you'll run; you're not grow weary. You'll walk, and you will not faint. Because you're walking in the strength of the Lord. See, the key to obedience is this, that if I am in the place God tells me to be, I am in the place where the will of God is touching earth right now. You get this? I remember that we had a a missionary team uh, in September, uh, the year the Twin Towers were uh, destroyed. And we had a team that was going to, uh, I think about the 15th, we were supposed to leave to go to China. And on, of course, uh, the 11th, these towers were attacked. And so we had to go into prayer. Should we send our team of 8 to 10 people to China when this nation is under attack like this? And I remember calling up Tim Baker, the, the missionary that we were going to send this team to, and I said, Tim, you know what's happening. You saw what's happening. He said, yeah, I did. He's, he said, our prayers are with you. I said, Tim, what are we supposed to do? Should we send a team? Is it safe to send a team on a flight, a, a 25-hour flight to Beijing, China? Is it safe to go? Is that what God wants us to do? He said, Tim, there's no safer place than the will of God. Did God want you to go? Yes. Nothing's changed. Come. That was scary. Guess what? We went. It was successful. And I'll never forget him saying that to me. There's no safer place. There's no, not a more right place than to be in the will of God it's the safest place. Even in the middle of a war, even in the middle of any kind of a catastrophe, if God sent you into it, it's the safest place for you to be. Because you represent the kingdom of God. Obedience means, and we've got to build this, we've got to understand the strength, that if I'm in the place God told me to be, the will of God is in my life for that place. If I am acting in the timing of God, then I am releasing the will of heaven into the earth. Come on, people, we've got to believe that we're agents of heaven, that we're agents of the kingdom of God. We're administering the will of God into this earth because we are on time and in the right place. and That's what he's saying. And so, thirdly, it's the power of God. He said, be in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost to receive the power of God. And that's what they were there for. How many of you have ever plugged something in to a socket, a light socket, electrical socket? You take that plug and you put it in the socket and what happens? Power is connected into that electrical wiring. And the lights come on and the power's released and it's lit up. That's what it means To be obedient to the Lord in the spirit realm. When God gives you a word, when God puts you in a place, when God releases you unto a ministry or a work, and it can be as simple as caring for somebody, touching someone with a word, you now have brought the will of heaven into earth. That's why obedience is absolutely essential in the spirit realm. And Let me share this point with you in Matthew 8, verses 8 to 10. Jesus came upon a centurion and he said, I'm not worthy for you to come into my house, Jesus, but my servant is sick and needs to be healed. And he said, but I myself am a a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell one to go and he goes and another come and he comes. I tell my servant to do something and he does it. So Jesus, you simply need to speak and my servant will be healed. Jesus marveled at this man's faith. He got it. He understood it. And what he was saying is he he understood that Jesus was under the authority of the Father. And if Jesus is under the authority of the Father, then all of creation is under the authority of Jesus. Do you get this? Well, who are you? You're the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. His body, you're the called out ones. You're the government of God on this earth. And so if you're under the authority of Jesus, then you have the authority of heaven to speak into this earth realm for the sake of the gospel. Amen? Amen. And so that's the power of God. On that day of Pentecost, being in Jerusalem, on that day when the feast broke loose that morning, there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind that came into that upper room. Tongues of fire began to burst above their heads. They began to speak all the languages of the earth and they started praising God and broke out of that room into the streets and began the church of the Lord Jesus Christ preaching in all dialects to all people there about Jesus being Lord and Messiah amen Amen. 3,000 saved that day and it hasn't stopped burning the church is on fire so obedience is essential and so there's three things God's power is released when you are obedient to be in the place God wants you to be and you are obedient to act in the timing of of the Lord not just when it's convenient for you not just when you feel like it God has put many of you in a workplace that you need to be you might not like it you may not feel it but if it's the place God wants you to be own that place and know you're obedient to God and then look for the timing of the Lord listen to the timing of the Lord Know how much He wants to give out and how much He wants to pour out or how much He wants to reserve. Understand the flow and the ebb that the Spirit is speaking to you. Be alert to the Lord. This equation is based on this study today. Power in the right place at the right time is a change agent. Power in the right place at just the right time is a change agent. Agent. Say it with me. Power in the right place at the right time is a change agent. That's what changes societies. This is what changes households. This is what changes people's minds. This is what changes people's understanding. You're in the right place at the right time. Power is released. It's a change agent. Power in the right place at the right time is the spirit of prophecy. That's what prophetic is. Prophetic means you're in the right place at the right time, power being released. That's the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So what Jesus is asking you to do for him is be in the right place and speak and act in the right timing and you will present the testimony of Christ himself right there for that person. How many of you know that Jesus wants to show up in people's lives? You're carrying him. You're a carrier of God's holiness. And he says, if you would activate it at the right time, in the right place, the spirit of prophecy, the prophetic, is a change agent. How many of you know that? Saturday, I, uh, I was uh, going to Ollie's. You ever been to Ollie's? You know the places I shop. So Ollie's, I, I, I was going to get some bird seed to feed all God's little critters. And uh, so I, I went, they got everything cheap there, so I wanted to go buy back. So I'm walking into Ollie's, and I'm seeing people come in and come out and come on and come out. And I look over at the garbage can, and there's a man over there pulling stuff out of the garbage can, opening the bag, and eating whatever he can out of someone's garbage. I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this, is, this man is hungry. He's not sneaking it. He's not anything. He he needed food. And and, and the Holy Spirit just came on me and said, you're going to go buy bird food for birds. And there's a man who's hungry. So I didn't have any cash. I didn't have any money. Lord, I don't have any money to give him. And so I'm starting to work this out. I must be in the right place at the right time. I'm not going to pass this up. So I go in the store, and I figure, oh, I was going to buy birdseed with my card. This is Ollie's. They got food in here. So I came out. I told the guy, you stay here. I said, I'm going to go in there. Um, and I said, what do you want to eat? I, I, I don't have any cash to give you, so let's go. I'll get you something. So we went, and he said, yeah. I said, do you want something to drink? Yeah, he's shocked. Okay. So I go in there. And while I'm in there, I see, trying to find some food, I see people in and out of the, the the pet foods aisle and I'm thinking there's all these people buying all this food for dogs and cats and I'm here to buy food for birds and there's a guy out here starving And so I just started grabbing boxes, and I got some stuff. And I went out there, and I was able to ask if if he had a place to stay. We've got Crossroads House. We've got men staying for homeless and able to connect him and get him stuff and talk to him with dignity, talk to him with Jesus, and pray for that man. And the prophetic happened. Jesus showed up at that garbage can for this man. And it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with us, all of us us we're the prophetic we're showing up at the right place at the right time for the testimony of jesus to be a change agent this is what changes the world people moving in the prophetic power of god in the right place at the right time the power will be released and people will be saved and ministered to do you agree with me then stand with me this morning Lift your hands up this morning as we praise God and thank Him. Someone came to you at the right time, with the right place where you were in life, and spoke Jesus into your heart. Pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I want to be a change agent. I believe in your power and your testimony. Put me in the right place place. at the right time, time. and my obedience obedience. will release your power power. into somebody's life. life. Amen and amen. amen. Come on, let's worship God this morning.